This is good morning, Subis Daf Sadi Zayin. This is the Daf for the second day of Yantif and Mirza Shem. We're going to begin these Dafim up before Sukkis, as many have requested, so people could properly and adequately prepare for Yantif. Today's year again has been generously sponsored as an incredible schos alias neshama for Nachum ben Mordechai Zyarte was yesterday in Mirza Shem. Nachum ben Mordechai Shviyelet and I are in place in Ganadin Shamayla. And as well be a tremendous militiyashar for his entire extended family. So it says the Gemara on the top line of Sadi Zayin of an Aleph, Kitzad Moicharis. We have this Amana who's selling the properties of her ex-husband, of her deceased husband. And the question is, how does she sell it? And as we're going to see for the Gemara's answer, we're trying to figure out, there's no way that we're going to let a woman just go and sell off the whole estate and say, oh, this is for my support for the next 10 years. Why not? Because maybe within the next 10 years, she's going to get remarried and then she doesn't get support anymore. So the Gemara now is discussing what is the feasible and the normal time period that a woman could sell the property to feed herself. Opinion number one, Rav, Rav Daniel Bar of Ketina says, she sells the property once in 12 months, one time a year she could sell, and then the person who buys the property every 30 days, once a month, pays out for that field, and that is what she gets supported for, for the Mizaynais. Says the Gemara, but Rav Yehuda argues, and he says, not for 12 months, only for six months, and then and the Gemara, as Gemaras often do, teach us, Tanik Vasid Ravuna. We have a Brisa like Ravuna that says, So you have Machlaikish Ravuna and Raviuda, each one as a Brisa bolstering their opinion, whether a woman sells for six months or twelve months and takes support for thirty days at a time for her Mizainis. Says the Gemara, Amar Ameymar. We pass in like Rabbi Yehuda that she sells for six months at a time. What do you do with Ravuna? Ravuna also seemingly had a raya. I didn't hear it, which says the Gemara is a way of saying I don't agree, and rather you sell it for six months intervals. About 15 lines down, the first one line is Lee. They asked of Rav Sheshis. If a almana sells for mizaynais, sells part of their stay, like we're discussing now, for six months or twelve months for her support, let's say she then wants afterwards to go and collect a ksuba. She also gets a ksuba. Of course, an almana gets both. She gets support and she gets a ksuba. So she wants to afterwards go and you collect the land itself. The land is no longer producing that it could give her a monthly support. But now she wants to go and take back this land that she sold for her own ksuba. So explains the Gemara, This shayla is really a shayla about something that Rav Yasef taught us. The Amar Rav Yasef, the Rav Yasef has taught us this is going to be something we'll learn in a few days. And Almana, who sells something, 
who sells part of an estate, part of the late, her ex-husband's property. The question is, who guarantees that sale? So our Malta de Zavin, Ayasmi, says Rabbi Yosef, the Yisayim are the ones that have to back up the sale. And if someone comes to collect his field, the Yisayim are the ones that are going to have to pay it up. And similarly, a Bezdin that sells a field of a deceased man, the Yisayim are the ones that have to pick up the tab, that they have the Achrayis, they have the security in case someone comes to collect that field. So says the Gemara, my. So what is the Alacha? Can this Almana come and collect the Ksuba from the very field that she herself sold for her monthly support? And the Gemara now explains, do we say, do we say that since the Yisayimim are the ones that guarantee the field, therefore she's allowed to collect the land as payment for her Or perhaps we say, the purchaser of this field can tell her, I understand that you did not accept the Chrayis of the whole world, but rather the Yisayimim, are the ones that guarantee the sale. But similar to what we saw a few days ago. But do you not accept your own Achrayis? You're coming to collect the very field that you sold us. Perhaps the assignment could say that is ludicrous and we do not agree to that. So answers are Shesha's Amar Leitin, he too arrived from the Mishnah. Says the Braisa, she's allowed to sell the property. Ad until the value of a ksuba, then v'samach law, and then the remaining, the karka itself, is a smach, is that which eventually she could collect from. That she collects the ksuba from the remainder. So the Brisa says she collects the monthly support from the, that which the field produces. And then the field itself is the smach, is the guarantee. So concludes the Gemara Shma so what do you see from this raisa? If if there's something left over, then she collects it as a ksuba. But if there is nothing left over of the land, what would be a case if there's nothing left over if she collected everything for her ksuba? Then why? Then she cannot collect it for her ksuba. So says the Gemara Varaya that she cannot go and collect the whole, this very land for her ksuba. Ask the Gemara, what do you mean? Maybe the Bryce is just telling you good advice. That people shouldn't call her someone who backs up an Indian giver like we call it. That you gave this field and now you're collecting it. So maybe the Bryce itself cannot bring a raya. MK says the Gemara, let's My Samachla. So the Brisa should have said, she collects on the remainder. Why did the Brisa say, Samach law, that the field is a smach? From the fact, the wordage of the Brisa itself, that teaches us that it's only if there is a shayara, only if there is something left over. But there is nothing left over, then she does not get the ability to collect Iksuba from this piece of land. Continues the Gemara, with a new Shailah. Says the Gemara, a fundamental Shailah, nothing to do with any Yisayimim, any Almana. We have a person, he sells a piece of his land. 
Why does he sell a piece of his land? Because he needs the cash. And then what happens is he doesn't end up needing the money. Is he allowed to back out or not? Hadri Zvini, oi loi Hadri Zvini. And before we even continue, um, no, we'll, we'll, we'll point it out, point it out in a moment. Let's continue. Says the Gemara, I'll bring you a raya, Tashemad. Who got for this of an hour? The Rabbah was a man that's a land. The Rabbah was a man that's a land. Why? Because he needed the money to buy oxen. And then he didn't need the oxen. He didn't need the money for the oxen. And the Rabbah gave back the land. So we see that if someone sells something because he needs the money for something, if he doesn't end up needing that money, then the sale does indeed go back. Says the Gemara, no, Raya, Rapapal of them, Yeshua said, Dino, the Avad, maybe Rapapal just returned that he was being a tzaddik, but not necessarily is a Raya that the din is that the field could go back. Tashmad, the Ubit, Surah, the Dabi, Narda, says the Gemara, bring you a different Raya. There was a famine, a food shortage in Narda, Zavinu Kuliyamu, the Padinei, and what happened? People had no food, so everyone sold their mansions to buy wheat. The Safazachiti, and then one day, wheat arrives. And therefore, the price of wheat falls, and everyone doesn't need the money for the sale of their mansions. Paskins are of Nachmin. All the sales go back. The sale of the mansion is meaningless, and it goes back. So says the Gemara, no, Raya. Says the Gemara, no, the reason over there the mansion sale goes back is not because anytime one wants to renege, because he doesn't need the money right now, he's allowed to. But rather, the reason is because the entire sale was Vitaius. Why? Because we found out that the ship bringing the wheat was already on its way. So the whole premise of the sale was because they thought they didn't have food. But they had food. That's why it goes back. But in a regular case, maybe not. Ask the Gemara, Now, this Iyachi, we're going to learn like Rashi, that it's not a kasha. Taisus uh, calls issue onto this Rashi, and Taisus learns that this is a kasha. Let's learn it like Rashi, that this is going to be a riot to Rav Nachman. Iachi, hainu damar le Rami Bar Shmuel. Rav Nachman, imkinim says, machshin If what you're saying is true, that they go back in the sale of the mansions, it could cause buyers in the future to have a mechsho, because they're not going to want to sell their lands, because they're afraid it's going to go back. I don't understand. Is every day a food shortage? Of course not. So this will not cause into question any other future issues because it's specifically in this case of a food shortage. No, indeed, it is a common scenario and therefore we should indeed be worried about it. The sale does indeed go back. Now the one point that we want to point out is that Taisus makes mention over here that we have to be talking about a case where he said at the time of the sale that this is the why he was selling the land. Because if he was quiet and this was just his intention, we hold Varim Shabalev, Einoid Varim, words in your heart are meaningless with regard to um, halachic acquisitions, and therefore the case has to be that he articulated that this is why he's selling the field. We continue on the bottom of Sadizayin Amir Aleph says the Mishnah, based on what we've learned in the past, that the estate is there to pay for the Ksuba of the Almana and to pay for the Mizaynais of the Almana, continues the Mishnah and says, 
Almano, Beiman Eiris and Beiman Asunim, Yecheresh Leib Bebezdin. If she wants to collect her support, if she wants to collect her Ksuba, says the Tanakama, she sells the estate of her late husband, Shalai Bebezdin. She does not have to come to Bezdin to make that sale. Rav Shimon Aimeh, Rav Shimon argues, Menan Isuin, Mocheresh Leib Bebezdin. If she didn't assume, and if she had chopah, if she consummated the marriage, then it's true. Then she could sell outside of Bezdin. But in Erisin, let him go out of Bezdin. If she only did Erisin, then she has to go to Bezdin. Why? Because Allah is, she does not get support in that case. She only has a right to her ksuba after Erisin. And therefore, Allah is, she has to go to Bezdin. So now, says the Gemara, let's try to understand this din of the Mishnah, starting with the Tanakama, that the Tanakama said, in any scenario that she's selling the land of her late husband, but whether they did Erisin, whether they didn't sue, and she does not have to go to Bezdin. So says the Gemara, in the last line of Sadi I understand that if she's selling after Nisuin, she's selling it for Mizainais. So now it makes a lot of sense that we don't require her to go to Bezdin. Why not? Because she needs food. And if we're going to require her to go to Bezdin to sell it, she's going to starve. And therefore, since she's selling it for Mezayna, he says the Gemara, I understand that she doesn't have to go to Bezdin. But I ask the Gemara as we turn over to Sadi Zainam and Bezal and Erisin. But if she's selling the land after Erisin, my time, why does she not have to go to Bezdin if she's selling it just for the Ksuba? Amarullah says, and Rashi points like every case of one who is being mighty star you have to do it in Bezdin. Amarullah, you know why? Misham Khina. We want their husbands to find favor in their eyes. We do not want to make it difficult for a woman to sell and collect her ksuba. So, and the woman will want, will be desirous to get married. And therefore, we make it easier for her to sell the ksuba. Rav Yechlan Amar, a second reason. You know why? Even if there was just Erisin, a person does not want his wife to be embarrassed by going to Bezdin. He was nifter. His wife wants to collect her ksuba. The husband is happy that she collects it by selling the land, not in Bezdin. What's the practical difference between the two answers of Ula and Rabbi Yechanan? If they were divorced, meaning not a case of Almana, she's collecting her ksuba after a divorce. If the whole impetus was that we want a woman to be desirous to get married, in the case of Grusha, that applies as well. But according to Ravi Yechman, that the reason that she could sell Nana Bezdin is so that she doesn't get embarrassed when it comes to Grusha, the husband doesn't care. And therefore, in such a scenario, according to Ravi Yechman, he would, yes, require her to sell the land inside of a Bezdin. Tenan says the Gemara, eight lines down, first one line is Lai. Let's bring a Raya to Rav Yechlan. Says the Raisa, a Grusha sells only in Bezdin. If, according to Manda Amar, that says that we, a husband doesn't want his wife to be embarrassed, Grusha doesn't care, and therefore it makes a lot of sense that we're requiring her to go to Bezdin. The Brisa makes sense according to Rabbi Yechanan. So according to Ula, why does this Brisa say that she has to sell it in Bezdin? Explains the Gemara Amani Rav Shimini. No, this Brisa, it's true, sounds like Rabbi Yechanan. But that's only because the Brisa is going with the opinion of Rav Shimon. 
And Rav Shimon was the opinion in our Mishnah that says that an Arusa has to go to Bazdin. Rav Shimon was the opinion in the Mishnah, the, the, the Seifa of the Mishnah, that differentiated between Erisin and Isun. Ask the Gemara one second. We're in the middle of explaining the Rish of the comedy. You're saying it's going with Rav Shimon. If it's of Shimon, it doesn't read in the Mishnah. Because the Risha, he already said in the beginning of the Mishnah, So why would Rav Shimon be saying the same thing two times? So explains the Gemara, Says, explains the Gemara, I would have thought in the case of Almano after Irisin, then... There's not such a high level of chain desirable because it was only Eresin. But in a scenario when there's a Gerusha from the Suin, you would think that there's a high level of chain required. And therefore, that's the reason why we had to teach the Din two times. Says the Gemara one second, Anami Tanina. But in truth, you already taught this Din about 20 lines down. The first word online is Nami. Tanina. Where do we teach this thing? That Rav Shimon said in the Mishnah, the last line of the Mishnah, which I'm sure when we read that line, people were wondering that it sounded repetitive. Says the Gemara, the last line of the Mishnah, when the Mishnah says, the Mishnah says, any woman who does not get Mizainais sells it only in Bezdin. Last three am I. What case is that last line coming to include? Lav la sui grusha. Is it not coming to teach us the case of a grusha from the suin and teaches us that she has to go to Bazdin? So Rav Shimon and the Mishnah already taught this thing of grusha from the suin. Explains the Gemara lie. Ula can make sense. La sui, the last line of the Mishnah is Migurashas, Eina Migurashas, Kidra It's coming to include a case. Of a suffix, Irishin, like Rav Zero, Dhamma Rav Zero, Kalmakish, Amr, Migresh, and Migreshes, Palchayim, Mzenaisel. So the final line of the Mishnah could be teaching us, in this case, of a suffix, Girishin, that, that in the Mishnah, Rav Shiva would be teaching us that she would not get support in such a scenario. So that is how Ula will be able to learn the Mishnah. Tashima continues the Gemara asking on Ula. Says the rice. Kishem, just like a Almana could sell her husband's estate without a Bazdin, so to the Arshim could do the same. So explains the Gemara. According to Rabbi Yechanan, as we saw back in the second line, that's all reason why a woman does not have to go to bed is because her husband does not want his wife to be embarrassed in court. Just like a man doesn't want his wife to be embarrassed, he also doesn't want the Yarshim to be embarrassed. So it makes sense that the same din applies by the Yarshim. According to the Mandamar that says that the whole reason of the Mishnah is due to Chain. The whole part of Chain was to make women desirous to get married. What would that have to do with the Yarshim? So says Ula, you know what the case is referring to? An unmarried daughter, an unmarried sister, and therefore there is a cause to increase their desire to get married, marriage, and therefore there would 
be a reason of chayin even in such a scenario. And we continue, and we're going to conclude with the Mishnah over here in the bottom of Sadizayin Amid Beis. Says the Mishnah, If a woman, an Amana, sells the Ksuba, or part of it, Mishkan Ksuba Sa or she gives her ksuba as a mashkin or part of it. Nas ksuba sa'achar a miksasa. Or she gives part of her ksuba away or part of it. Lo'i timkar sashar elo bebezdin. The remainder of the ksuba, she has to sell in bezdin. And Rashi over here points out right away that we're going to the opinion of Rav Shimon. The Rashi said that Rav Shimon just said, as we just discussed extensively, they're only allowed to sell inside bezdin. And therefore, since she already collected part of it, she does not get any more mezaynes. And that's the reason why the Mishnah is teaching us that she's going to sell it in Bezdin, as the Gemara is going to explain in a moment. She could sell as many times as she wants. Anytime she's selling for mezaynes, she does not need a Bezdin. But the Chachamim added on that what she should write at such a sale that I'm selling you for Mezaynes. This was the Mishnah we referenced in yesterday's daf that was like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that seemingly showed us that she should articulate the reason why she's making the sale. But we said yesterday's is not necessarily a right to Rabbi Yehuda as perhaps we just don't want her to be called someone who reneges in her deal. And a Grusha cannot sell the land only if she is in Bezdin. Let's just see one line of the Gemara, as we saw already in Rashi, Masnisa Nami, Rav Shemini, who is the Tanakam, it's Rav Shemini, the Tanakam, learns in a price of Mach, Ksubasa, Mishkan, Ksubasa, Ksubasa, particular Acher, Ein, Lam, Ezayna, Estivir, Ameir. So Ameir is of the opinion, the Tanakam of this price is of the opinion, that once she does anything with the Ksuba, she loses Mezaynis. Rav Shemini, 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 of the Mizaynaisa. Says Rav Shimin, excuse me, I said it wrong. Tanakama is of the opinion only if she sells the entire Ksuba. She makes the entire Ksuba mashkin or an apaitki something to collect from. Then she loses her Mizaynis. Rav Shimin is of the opinion that no, even if she only sells part of it, she already loses the Mizaynis. And that's the reason why, according to Rav Shimin, in the Mishnah, when she's only collecting part of the Ksuba, she does not have any Mizaynis, like the Tanakama and the Mishnah taught us. We'll pick up, continuing the discussion, the sheet of Rav Shimon in the next half, Amir Tzah Hashem.